Hello and welcome to episode 428 of the Veg Grower podcast. My name's Richard and I'm trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and garden. Now coming up today, throughout 2021, I had a project of growing all my Christmas dinner veg in one bed at home. Today, we're going to be reflecting on that and seeing how it's done. But before that, let's find out what I've been up to over this last week. It is Saturday the 18th of December 2021 today and I've had a day at home in the garden. Now i got to say, what I've been doing today has taken up a lot of my time, but it's not exactly in a, the most amazing job, shall we say. Last week, you may recall, I mentioned that I'd cut down all the remaining ivy. And that was great, got that job done, but it did leave a lot of this ivy that needed processing, shall we say. And that's what I've been doing today, cutting the bigger parts down into log-sized pieces to harden or season so that we can burn them in a couple of years' time. And then the thinner bits have been running through the shredder. And it's, um, it's produced a lot, of, a lot of compost material, to say the least, filled up a couple of bins quite nicely, and that will soon rot down and produce compost. And, and then we've got the woody materials that we will burn in a couple of years' time to heat our home. So win-win in some ways, but it's, this is a job that needs doing, but it takes forever to do. Uh, tidying up, isn't it? It's one of those things that I think... If it wasn't for that, or we could just take it somewhere and get rid of it immediately, a lot of these jobs wouldn't would be done a lot quicker. But the tidying up does take quite a while. Now, other than that, I've not really done much else. I did a bit of weeding. I've checked over the Christmas dinner bed, just a final check before we have our Christmas dinner ready to go. And um, yeah, I think that's that that's about it really the christmas dinner i'm going to be talking about a bit later on but yeah looking forward to next week when i've got a week off It is Sunday the 19th of December 2021 today. I've popped down the allotment quickly today now. Not spending long down on the allotment today just because it's coming to that time of year. This Christmas period, it's, it's all a bit chaotic. But what I do have here will look after itself. But something I have done today, and, and this story actually started a few days ago when we took my Roxy, my little puppy, for a walk along the beach. While we were there, I collected a bag full of seaweed, which I've just placed over my asparagus as a mulch. Now, asparagus is a coastal plant, so it will tolerate a bit of salt. But the advantage with the bit of salt is that that will also stop any weeds from growing. So a nice load of seaweed as a mulch on asparagus should do quite well. I've spoken many times about how good seaweed is as a mulch. I've heard stories of the uh, Jersey potato farmers who use it on their potatoes. And that's one of the reasons they get such good success. So if you are near a coast and you can get hold of some seaweed, I think it's worth grabbing hold of and just using as a mulch. But particularly asparagus should grow better. It'll be interesting to see just how much better our asparagus grows this year. 
with the addition of this mulch. Now I do need to get a few more bags of seaweed, so uh, a few more trips down to the beach to come. Now I've only really been down here a couple of hours just to have a quick check. Garlic is looking really good, I've got to say. Nice growth. Onions are looking really good. Again, nice growth. The Jerusalem artichokes definitely now died back, so I've harvested a few of those. I'm in two minds about whether or not to keep the Jerusalem artichokes going, in all honesty. We use them, but we don't use them that much, so I'm in a bit of a quandary whether it's worth carrying on or not with Jerusalem artichokes. But they're going to be very difficult to remove, got to say. I actually have some Jerusalem artichokes on the top half of the plot that were planted before I took on the plot and they keep coming back no matter what I do. Best way I think to get rid of Jerusalem artichokes is wait till the plants are about two, three foot tall and then pull them out and keep pulling them out and that should eventually kill them off but um, yeah, something I've got to think about doing next year. I'm finding at the moment I am thinking more and more about what I'm doing next year, especially here on the allotment. So pretty much these next couple of weeks, this Christmas period, I'm probably not going to be doing a huge amount down on the allotment. I'll pop down. I've got a few leaks I want to harvest at some point. Um, but basically it's pot to bed for this Christmas period. And in the new year, we're going to hit it hard and get it looking fantastic. It's exciting, I've got to say. I'm excited for 2022. Right, so that's what I have been up to today down on this allotment. It is Monday the 20th of December 2021 today. I'm just in the podding shed at home. And um, yeah, uh, that, that's been basically what I've been up to over this weekend. These dark nights that have came in have really sort of made it difficult to do anything after work rather annoyingly. But what I'm doing this week, I'm still working this week, but I have got next week off. I am emptying a lot of the shelves in this shed so that when I've got this week off next week I'm going to be redoing my sheds, my shelving, sorry, in this shed, my storage in this shed to make it a little bit better and a little bit more useful for me. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm spending a few minutes this evening and every evening this week just emptying a few bits and putting them somewhere safe. So yeah should hopefully mean we get a better shed next year. So that is what I've been up to throughout this week. Please do let me know what you've been up to in your own allotments, your own gardens, uh, wherever you may be. We'll be back in just a moment. But before that, we have one of my adverts. Before we carry on with the podcast, hope you enjoyed it, by the way. I just want to ask you for some ways that you can help support me and the VegGrow podcast. Firstly, if you can share, 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 the more listeners that know about it, the more we can share our experience. Leave a review on your podcatcher service. That really helps boost us up and get us seen. Then we have merchandise available on the VegGrow podcast.co.uk. Collection of t-shirts and mugs with the VegGrow podcast logo. Throughout December, we have added some mugs with a very special Christmas logo. Come January, they won't be available anymore. 
finally, the number one method to support is the Supporters Members Club. I'm really pleased with this club that I've built. The current members also seem very happy with it too. Just £5 a month is what it costs to be a member. For that, you get extra podcasts and videos that go on behind the scenes and uh, then you know what I'm up to. Added to that, each month I send out a monthly gift pack which includes a collection of seeds that can be sown that month. I sow these seeds along with you too, so we're all growing these together as a group. To find out more, just head over to the vegroundpodcast.co.uk. And now, back to the podcast. Well, I've got to say, it feels like a very quiet week on the vegetable plots. But I felt better after talking to a few other people who said they're finding the same. It's just this time of year, I know. The big meal is coming up, of course, the Christmas dinner. And I have spent all of 2021 trying to grow all my vegetables that I need for this Christmas dinner in one bed. It was a project that I discussed right at the beginning of 2021. The reason I wanted to do this is because in the past couple of years, when I've grown our Christmas dinner veg down on the allotment, when it's come to the time that I need to get the vegetables, I've had problems. Last year, my vehicle got stuck in the mud while I was trying to collect our Christmas dinner veg. Year before that, my uh, vehicle was in a garage and I left the keys and I had to jump the fence. Just little things like that that have happened. And this year, I wanted to do it differently. I wanted to grow everything at home that I needed in this Christmas dinner. Now, that was the plan. And I used a online software called VegPlotter. We spoke to Richard from VegPlotter, the founder of VegPlotter, uh, way back at the beginning of 20, was it 2021 or 2020? One of the two. But he was on the podcast and he spoke about his uh, online software. And I, I think it's a brilliant thing to use for planning your gardens. It's called VegPlotter.com. I'll add links, of course. But we planned this one bed in that. And in it, we were planned to have potatoes, Carrots, parsnips, leeks, peas, cabbage, sprouts, swedes and onions. And these were all planted at various points throughout the year. Potatoes were planted way back in March because that's how long they take. Onions were much earlier than that. Carrots and parsnips were also around that same time. Peas were in and then they came out. And the idea being that I would plant these at various times throughout the year in order to get them ready for Christmas dinner, which, as you know, is this weekend. We did have a bit of concern about the different conditions that each veg requires, and growing them all in one bed might be slightly difficult, and that was particularly prevalent with the brassicas, which, of course, need a bit of lime in order to create the conditions we require. And that's why, in the middle of this bed, I grew the potatoes, and they were acting as a divide. So we had the brassicas on one side and everything else on the other. When we started it off, it actually was starting to work very, very well. The carrots and parsnips, they were grown fantastic. The potatoes, I had to keep mulching with grass. As I was thinning the carrots and parsnips, it was obvious that they were getting bigger and better. And by midsummer, we'd actually already harvested lots of peas, which have gone into the freezer ready for this weekend. Shortly after that, the onions, they also came out and they were a really, really, really good size. Very happy with these onions and they are sitting in the in storage waiting to be used. So we knew we got peas, 
we knew we got onions. I'm pretty confident we got carrots and parsnips based on what we've been seeing when we've been thinning. The potatoes is where the problem has started, however. Now, the potatoes have actually done very, very well, and I have harvested some potatoes already. But what we found is that the potato foliage, it's been such a good year for the potato foliage that they just grew so huge, and they seem to smother out the brassicas. Now, I did try and tie these back to keep them running, growing upright with a lot of like wire and canes all over the place to, to sort of contain this foliage. But it wasn't quite good enough. Some of that foliage continued to break through and I think the damage had already been done. The brassicas were quite clearly stunted. And in some cases, they have failed. Now, this has left me with no cabbage and no swede from this bed and the sprouts to be honest their plant is about 10 centimeters tall it looks a nice healthy plant but it's only 10 centimeters tall there's no sprouts on it they might come much later on in the year not the end of the world i do have backups i do have more cabbages grown down on the allotment i also have more sprouts down on the allotment the only thing i haven't got is swede so i'm going to be going without swede for this year not a problem uh cabbages yeah not from that bed but everything else you know will be coming from that bed we know we've got good potatoes because i planted two varieties of potatoes the king edwards which are still in the ground but the sarpo myra have been huge really really big potatoes i've got to say and i'm hoping the king edwards are going to follow the sarpo myras are more for my backup potatoes i would say because they're blight resistant i wanted them in there to guarantee i could get potatoes and i think i've done that i've definitely guaranteed i've got potatoes they're sitting on the sideboard um, i for one i like roast potatoes for our christmas dinner i'm not so keen on new potatoes for me it's got to be a good roast potato i'm going to try this all again next year but i am going to be trying to tweak a few things the main thing I'm going to be doing is that I'm going to be growing the potatoes in buckets and just not in the same bed. And that'll be the same King Edwards and Sarpo Myra. But I also might sow some Charlotte potatoes much later on in the season, around July time, in order to have new potatoes for Christmas dinner as well. Or should we say that Christmas period? Continuing on from that, I'm going to have another row of carrots, another row of parsnips, another row of onions, another row of leeks, a row of swede, a couple of cabbages and a couple of sprout plants in another bed of the same size. These beds are 2.4 metres by 1.4 metres, so they're quite large beds and I can fit all of that in and I'm looking forward to, to being able to do that in 2022. So I'm not going to say this has been a complete failure. We have got our veg for Christmas dinner. And this is something that I try and do every single year. I always try and make sure I have got vegetables homegrown on the dinner table for Christmas Day. And that's going to be a tradition that I will continue for as long as I am alive. But I know some of you out there were also going to be trying to grow your christmas dinner as well so it'd be great to know how you have got on and what you have learned and what you will do differently as well so please do get in touch to let me know all those details 
Uh, my email address is richard at uk. if you want to get in touch by email you can visit the website at uk. leave a comment or leave a voicemail or alternatively you can find me through social media just search for the veg grower podcast now just before i wrap up this week i just want to wish you all a very merry christmas this saturday is of course christmas and it's a day that i think we are all going to be taking the time out from our busy lives and enjoying for me christmas is all about the christmas dinner i absolutely love sitting down and enjoying a really nice christmas dinner it's something i really look forward to and it's all the better with our homegrown veg all that work we've done throughout the year to grow that food it just makes it so worthwhile and i'm absolutely chuffed to be able to do that this year but as I say, Merry Christmas to you all. We will be back again next week. We're not having any time off, but next week will be a pre-recorded one. And I'm going to be going through my plans for 2022. So please do join me for that. And you'll find out what our plans are for 2022, including changes to the podcast. More on that next week, of course. So until then, please take care. And once more, have a very happy Christmas. Christmas.